gentlemen, my next guest, he's a professional mixed martial artist with a record of eight wins with one loss. He's currently on a three-fight winning streak and will be fighting for Cage Titan 63 for the vacant flyweight title this Saturday, January 27th. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch Raposo. How you doing, Mitch? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. Always good. Been good, man. Uh, it's been a minute since uh, we talked. I saw you, was it in Vegas for the PFL, right? I, I think it yeah. had been, it'd been a minute. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. where I saw you. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you were in the Ultimate Fighter season twenty nine, the Team Volk and uh, Team yep. Ortega season. So I know uh, you got some exposure there to some of the UFC and MMA audiences there. Uh, man, how's life been for you, man? It's good, man. Just living the dream, bro. You know, training. You know, just focus on the next one, getting back in there, and you know, just keep climbing that ladder back to the UFC. Yeah. Now, uh, so you were in the Ultimate Fighter in twenty twenty one. You also had a fight on the Contender Series, right? Yep. Now your opponent did miss weight heading into that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, I, like, I don't think that really had anything to do with the fight. Uh, but yeah, no, a lot of people don't know that. Like I, I, I get known more for the ultimate fighter, obviously, because there's so much exposure. And honestly, that one doesn't really bug me as much because like, I was just so young and like, mm -hmm. I was at a higher weight class and it's not that I know, I know I could, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love, all respect to Luvik. I know I could beat Luvik, you know, it's, but I just didn't really believe in myself at the time. The Jake fight, a lot of people don't remember. Uh, and it's one that I, which I'm glad because I actually, I feel like that one bothers me a lot more. So, why know. is that? Uh, just, I know I can beat Jake and, uh, like, he's cool. Like, we're cool. Like, we're cool. Like, he likes my stuff. I like his stuff. We're like both, like, we have that competitive kind of thing, but then, like, he always makes it like known in the UFC that like he kind of like he, he kind of made it it was like easy or something. I'm like, bro, like I, I I won the first round and I had so much shit going into that fight. Like I was not like primed to take a fight. Like it really bugs me. Uh, on a much smaller scale, I can compare it to like when Alex took the second Islam fight. Yeah. Like I wasn't really like I I shouldn't I wasn't ready to fight. Like I was kind of getting out of like fat camp, and then. Because I was supposed to fight in November because I didn't get on, on the finale. So I was like, all right, so I'll just fight at the end of November, end of the year, like, and I'll get my shot after that. So I was in a house locked up. So I kind of let go for a little bit. And like, I was training, but like, I was just big and I was kind of like partying a little bit and just being mm -hmm. stupid. And just not how I really like, you like have been and how I am. And uh, kind of the then the fight came and it was like, all right, like, I, I'm not saying no, it's the UFC, you know, so. Yeah, no, and then I'm assuming you were like on in, in a freeze right after while the show was airing. Yeah, like I had to wait, obviously, because we didn't know what was going on, and they have that like you, uh, like in the contracts or whatever. So, because obviously, I I would love you know another a shot of the finale, so I was glad to wait, and then it didn't end up turning out. Uh, and then I was gonna fight at the end of the year, and then the Jake fight happened, which I should have known because you know I was a guy that was the number one pick. I had a good showing. I was hearing things through the grapevine, like. And Volk really like sang uh, my praises to the matchmakers and stuff. So I should have known something was going to come. And especially a kid like Jake, man, like Jake was the number one guy in all of Europe when, when we fought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not a guy. You, like, I, I know I, I know if we fight again, I'm going to beat him, you know, but that's just not a guy you can make those kind of mistakes with. The 2021 was kind of crazy for you. Uh, I mean, what, what did you take from that whole experience? Because I think it was all learning experience from the ultimate fighter, from training with some of the best fighters in the world to then going on the contender series, adjusting to being away from home and then adjusting to being from home, man. I mean, I'm sure it brought in a lot of lessons for you, right? Yeah, man, it's kind of just, it was just a, gro a lot of growth. You know what I mean? It's a lot of growth and really just kind of focusing 
on what I could improve on and the things were why it didn't, it didn't work out. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I just, I feel like at that level, you can have all the skill and stuff, but if you really got to know, you know what I'm saying? That you're that dude, you know? And I feel like everyone around me knew I was, but I didn't know I was. And I feel like it's just, dude, it, it is what I, I lacked a lot of experience going into that show. Like that's one thing I can, I can even say, and it wasn't my fault. Like I've tried to fight the best guys. Yeah. Uh, but even going into that, that series, I really did like, I made quick work of all my, all the, the guys I had a pro, even that some guys who had some, who I was supposed to have tougher fights with, I made very quick work of. So I didn't really have that experience against Luvik. I fought him. He was 10 and one Ukrainian. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my, my bad, bro. I got my dog here. Yeah, yeah, no, you yo, yo, you see him? From the dog. There you go. This guy. <laughs> yeah. He's an old English school, though. He's a good boy. I have, a, I have a German Shepherd outside. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Sure. No, it's good to bad to that, but just, you know, growth, you know, just getting out there and just uh kind of just focusing on improving and showing people now that's different. You know, I'm I'm, I'm ready now, you know, and uh, people are gonna see that. People have got seeing it, but I just haven't been able to be as consistent and it really bothers me. So I'm excited to fight again. What's different between the Mitch proposal in twenty twenty one to the one I'm talking to right now, man? What's the difference? Is there I difference? just I know. Yeah, I I'm saying I know, you know what I'm saying, I know what's up. You know what I'm saying? I know as corny as that sounds, that I just I know I'm the guy. Like I, I really believe that. And uh I see an opportunity, you know. That's just I just want an opportunity. And like I go out there, get the I'm just focused on getting the job done. I honestly feel like I haven't really been this is my first interview that I've done. I've I've just I'm just trying to fight, you know, like I just want to get in there and really just get in the win column, get another finish, and then really just make this year, you know, my year. You know what I'm saying? And that's just really what I'm I'm really focused on that. That's like the do. biggest thing. It's just I'm, I have like tunnel vision. Before I just feel like yeah. I was a young kid and I was just excited to be there, and but I didn't really, I was unsure of a lot of things. And like now, like I still have all those feelings. Like of course, like it's my dream life, it's the life I want. But now, like I really want it. You know what I'm saying? And I really know, like uh, you know what I'm saying. I I believe I belong there. You know, some guys in the UFC they don't even they're in the UFC and they make careers out of being in the UFC, and they they just cause, just because they're fucking crazy enough to believe that they belong there. You know, and skill wise, they really ain't. You know, it's crazy. You know, you're gonna hear that from a lot of fighters. But at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know, who shows up is what matters. Yeah. I mean, you have to be mentally strong to do what you do, man. To do what you yeah. do. So, I mean, what, what was uh, the kind of the reaction after Contender Series, right? Because uh, obviously the show didn't go your way. Then that fight happened the way it happened. I mean, how did you stay focused, man? I'm sure it's hard, bro. We're human. I mean, we're, we're human. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a little bit, a couple seconds yeah. even of, of feeling the way you feel, man. I mean, how, how did you feel? How did you kind of stay the ship? Yeah, uh, that was definitely, you know what I'm saying? I would say post, I would, I would say 2021 started as like the best year of my, like yeah. like one of the best years of my life, right? Like I'm getting the shot, all the shit. And it ended as one of the darkest years of my life. And then 2022 was just, I kind of feel like, even that my first fight back at Encore uh, against JVO. I mean, JVO fought Fernie Garcia. He's fought some tough guys, really tough guy. But like, I just, even that fight, I was like, I was super, like I was like banged up. I kind of just need to get in the win column. Uh, it was supposed to be like a Dana White looking for a fight show. It's originally why I hopped on it. And then, of course, I would always love, you know, I, I love fighting for Calvin. It's, we don't, I don't fight for him much more uh, because he's from, he does shows in New Hampshire. I'm uh, for the master. This, this doesn't really make sense for him or me, but I love fighting for him. He puts on a great show, Combat Zone. Um, but yeah, just kind of going through the motions and at, going back home and then realizing you're 0-2 in the biggest you know, spot in your career, it's it's not a good feeling, dude. It's not a good feeling, especially when you're 22 years old, 23 years old. And you just see, I kind of got a little glimpse of what it is. Like when 
like that on such a small scale because I feel like I'm I'm gonna be so much higher than that. You know, the Ultimate Fighter appearance is gonna be least what I'm known for five years from now. You know, so kind of just you see that people love you, and then you start to then you lose, and then you hear that. I mean, I'm bro, like I'm I'm from a small town. Like you yeah. go out, you hear the rumblings, people talking shit, saying oh, this bro, all in, people, in in your yeah in your town, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That shit happens, you know? But you gotta I also get a lot of love, so I don't let none of that shit bother me. But obviously emotions are that and but you no, know, you just get out there, get a win, and then that shit, you know, winning makes everything better, bro. You just gotta win. Yeah, I mean, and you won three fights in a row. Now you also so the Hadley fight, you had fought at one twenty five. And I know uh lately you've been going between like different weight classes because I saw in your pro career, I mean you were just a one thirty five, right? Before the ultimate fighter. Before Yeah, so I know I was always, I mean, now I could definitely fill in the band and weight. Like, I feel like I could be like a solid band and weight. Yeah. Uh, but I was always a flyweight. It's just the flyweight division was kind of like getting like, you know, a lot of like stale. It was getting yeah. stale. And then there was a lot of rumors about again, them getting rid of it. And so obviously I was young. So I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to start developing for band and weight. Me and Tyson put a plan together and I put a lot of size on. And then uh, I got the opportunity for the show. But then I always knew once flyweight started doing what it's doing now. I always knew I was going to go back. Uh, but flyweight is my weight for now. And definitely it's not like I'm definitely could be a band away now. You know, I, I walk around, yeah. I can get over like, I, I don't really ever get like fat. I feel like maybe it's because I'm a little younger and stuff, but I get up to like 160, 165 pounds, like pretty easily, you know, and I get, I make my way down to flyweight. So it's not, it's not easy. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely a flyweight. But why do I feel like your definition of fat and my definition of fat are two different things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man now um so you're you're alternating now you're fighting you're on a streak right now man but what do you do man out, out, outside of fighting man i mean let the audience know what how do you keep yourself busy man i'm I'm sure you know fighting consumes most of your life man but whenever you get a a free afternoon man a free afternoon where you need to recover because recovery is so important man i mean what do you do to keep, stay busy i'm just hanging out with this dude bro there you go you know what i'm saying just watching hanging out with this dude. I know, I know you're I'm watching, watching the fights. Yeah, that was. I just had some like Canelo. I just had some Canelo on. I, I'm just. I watch. I watch sports. Like I. I just. That's honestly really what I'm into. Is just like sports, like sports documentaries. Like I watch fights. Like or if I'm not doing that, I'll either. I'll you know I'll probably put on like the Big Bang Theory or something. Like I like when I'm in camp, I kind of just like to stay to myself. Like I'll go out with my boys and stuff like to dinner, and then I'm just home. Like I. I just don't like to do much when I'm in camp. I like to just you know keep. Train, train my ass off, kind of like stay low key, and then it'll be my time to shine plenty on fight night. So, um, I've never watched the Big Bang Theory. Oh, that show's awesome. I watch. I try to watch like I watched an interview last night. Like I'll try to watch like a different movie last like every night. I'm into like classic movies. You know, Tyson mm-hmm. always makes fun of me for it, bro. Yeah, and uh, so where, where are you training at right now? Has has it been the same gym your whole life? Yeah, so Regiment is obviously my home gym. Uh, Brian Raposo, Tommy Tixera. Uh, but of course, I do a lot of cross training. I get a lot of cross training with uh, the cartel. Tyson has become what uh, basically my coach. He's always been my manager, and like he's always been kind of my coach. But like now, I really, you know, I would say he's like one of my like coaches. You know, I feel like we have a good little squad. I've also been working with Gregor Bello this camp. He'll be in my corner as well because we have four for a title fight. So you're definitely gonna have a a good little crew on Saturday, man. And uh, it just this one. This one means a lot to me, and I just want to go out there, you know, get the second belt, get another viral knockout, and you know, just let's see what's up next. You know, I I know 2024, like I know I'm close. I just I feel like I just need to remind the UFC and McMahon, you know, it's been eight months since I fall, so that's one thing. Out of my control, though, you know, what I'm saying it's not my fault. 
what what uh what's what's the prediction here? What's the Raposa prediction for Saturday? First round, second round? Yeah, I don't know. Man, I'm not I just see certain like I I'm a guy that I like I really go into detail on like my sessions and stuff and like just the way even like my rounds are going and I feel like I just I was in such good shape from the November fight because of Rob going into that Cleveland fight. Cleveland Cleveland's a bad dude, bro. And like as far as him pulling out shit with me twice. I don't know what it is him and me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's because we were supposed to strike and that he got cold feet. I don't know, because everybody tries to wrestle him and I wasn't gonna try to fucking wrestle him. Uh I don't know what it I don't know what it is with him. But I just kind of picked it up, man. I didn't lose steam. I went to Texas with Rob and I kind of just went right back into camp. And now I'm just I feel like the the finish can happen in the first round, it can happen in the second, it might happen in the third. Like I I'm gonna get a finish, you know, and uh Justin's a tough kid. He's a stud, he's a tough kid. Uh but yeah, it's you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, you, I'm just excited. Open? I want to get in there. I, I, I always, I'm looking for the finish. People know that I'm coming for the knockout. You know, I want to leave no doubt. Are you open to another contender series fight? Yeah, I mean, I'm open. To, I, don't, I just feel like that's one thing I would say. I fucking humble myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I lost at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? I was 0 2. Like, at the end, if I got to go through the contender series, I got to go through the contender series. I got to go through whatever. If I got to go through the ultimate fighter again, I'll go through the ultimate fighter again. Like, I'll go through whatever I got to go through, you know, to get back in the UFC. Like, I, not a lot of guys get two opportunities back-to-back like I did. And uh, I feel like the second one I didn't make the most of. And I really, you know, that's something that, like, really bothers me. And I just, I'm ready to go in there. But I don't think I'm going to be on the contender series again. I just feel like I get out, I go out there and get another knockout, two belts. They sign guys off a lot less. Now, now for you now, yeah, that's true. Now, for you, 2024, man. So, 2023, man, what do you describe the experience of 2023 like for you, man? What did you learn from that one as you're an older, mature person? I feel like that was just more like a, a test to stay true to the path. Like, 2022 okay. was really just getting back on my feet, you know, get, getting two wins. I, think I ended the year strong with that knockout uh, with the CS belt I won. And then 2023, I was really looking for that shot with the UFC, and it kind of just didn't pan out. And I had some injuries. Uh and then the Tyler Smythe fight happened, and I had probably the best performance in my career, amateur or pro. I think you know, especially you know, he's he's right back on a win streak. I think he's like four and four and two now or some shit. So he's he's right back on a win streak, and I don't look what I did to him, you know. And I feel like, but then it kind of just stalled out again. So I had to like stay true to like the path again, you know, just stay in the gym, stay in the gym, stay in the gym, you know, stay ready, stay ready. Yeah. And then the November thing happens, and then I'm like, dude, I I yeah. was like, you know, I was deflated. And then boom, right back again, you know, back on the road to Austin, get, you know, focused on Rob, you know, back into camp and then boom, we're, we're, you know, back again. You know, I, I just feel like my discipline and my consistency is what separates me from these guys around here. These guys have not sacrificed what I've sacrificed. You know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I don't have, I don't, I don't got a girl. I don't got kids. Like I don't have, to, I'm focused on this, you know? And sometimes I feel like I obviously those type of sacrifices when I'm in there, that shit pays that, you know, when it's, when it's, when we're both tired and when we're both really feeling it that's when that shit pays off shit man now now we're wrapping this up man just uh let the audience know man you know a couple couple things here to your fans what kind of music do you listen to when you're working out when you train do you even listen to anything man do you just stay in silence no no i listen to shit <laughs> uh i love listening to, like i love little baby i like dirk um i'm like old school like dmx Lil wayne obviously drake uh i've been on like a little i was watching uh I'm a big like Patriots fan, like sports fan, I would say. Like not even just the Patriots, you know, just like a great time. Danny Amendola is always posting some like good music. So uh, I think it was like in the new, it's like Saint 
his name's St. John or something. Yeah. He's a good little rapper. I like him. You know, so, uh, yeah, you know, so that's kind of the basic shit. But I listen to everything, to be honest. I listen to country, too, so. There you go, man. I got the got the Brady thing in the background there. Hell, yeah. Let's go, bro. TV yeah. 12, baby. Hell, yeah, man. Uh, favorite pizza topping for you, man? Whenever you eat pizza. Yeah, I'm going to say this is so basic, dude, but. All right, I'm going to do, like, a combo. Like, if you ever do, like, Charisse and bacon, that's, like, a fire combo. But, like, I'm a classic, like, pepperoni guy. Like, if I go somewhere and, like, I'm going to, like, I love just a classic, like, you know what I'm saying, like, thin slice, like, pepperoni, brick oven, like, pepperoni pizza. Like, that's, like, you know, the shit I'm into. I don't really like the big doughy pizzas and, like, so I don't like that shit. What's uh, your post-fight tradition, man? What Was there something that you absolutely need to do after a fight? Uh, Me and my buddies, we always do, like, a little food tour. Okay, cool. So I'll go, you know, I'll get pretty crazy uh, for a week. I'll, you know, I'll go to Boston. I'll go to Boston Burger. And then I'll go to, like, Dave's Hot Chicken. And then I'll go to, like, a, a really fire. Yeah, I'll go to, like, a really fire sushi spot. And, like, we'll drive. Like, you know, like, they just opened up a Cane's up in Johnson around. Uh, and they have, they're going to open it on Seacom, too. So, yeah, that's, I'm, that's kind of what I do, man. And I, uh, this place called Feed the Cheeks. It's, like, a cookie place in Providence. I'll hit that. I'm just, I go, like, on a little food tour. I'm not really that into, like, I'll, I'll go out a little bit, but I'm not really that into that. Wahlburgers? Wahlburgers is good. Yeah, I'm more of a, dude, honestly. Sounds so slick. So in Vegas, this place called The Habit that Ryder got me hit to that I love. Uh, but it's not like a smash burger. It's a charburger. Yeah. But like, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm a classic like five guys, dude. Like, I don't I hate In-N-Out. It's like one of the, this is a crazy Bro, thing. Bro, get I hate the it. hell out of here. Dude, they don't, so I can't have bacon on my burger, dude. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. No, fair enough. Yeah, fair that enough. really bothers me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fair That's enough, like a, that, that, you know what I'm saying? That really, really bugs me. So I would get it, but I would say I'm a huge like, I'm a huge burger guy too. So water burger. Yeah. Did you try a water burger when you were in Texas, dude? Dude, we didn't. We dude, actually didn't. Breaking me. Is it good? Breaking my heart, bro. Yeah, it's the shit, bro. Yeah. It's the shit, man. Next time you're in I Texas, did go to I did go to In N Out in Texas, which is crazy. Yeah. Now, I mean, I like In N Out. I like In N Out, but yeah. yeah, I went to In N Out in Texas. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, fuck. You can't have bacon on here. That's a good yeah, one, man. That's a good one. And, uh, That's happened find... to me twice, though. Because I had it in Vegas and stuff when I was <laughs> when I was there and stuff, but I don't know. I just in it, me and In and Out just never. I like I like I like Shake Shack more than I like In and Out. All right, man. Now, that's where we disagree. But I love Shake enough. Shack. Fair enough. Now, uh, do you talk to your tough twenty nine castmates at all? Besides Ryder, yeah. Uh, I, me I and Ryder, you like, you're training there. Yeah, you know, me and Ryder are really close. We were really close on the show. I mean, we we all talk on Instagram and stuff. Uh, Scrappy Dustin Lampos is always doing you know God's work, man. I love that kid. Oh, yeah. He's always doing some good shit, and, and you know he stays on the path. Uh. You know, Ricky's the man. Brady, I trained with Brady in Vegas. Brian's killing it in the UFC. You know, I'll tell you guys too, you know, Andre's, I, I bumped into Andre in Vegas. You know, I hope, all, uh, I bumped into Vince in Austin. You know, all good dudes, man. And uh, I actually, me and Volk have gone back and forth uh, a little bit after a couple of my fights. You know, he's obviously, you know, he's Volk off. He's doing his thing. But he's always, he's always showing me love. Frank, uh, Frank Hickman, I talk to a lot. Kobe, of course. Joe Lopez, you know, the guys, man, we were, we were a tight group. So we definitely, we have a group chat and stuff, you know, so we definitely stay uh, in contact. Isn't it crazy? You, it's kind of like, you're going to like school, bro, like on the ultimate fighter or like, you're like, cause you're like contained. Right. And then after that, you're yeah. like graduating and you're just like leave and go on to your own lives. Yeah. It's kind of, it is. Yeah. 100%. You know, it, it definitely, it's, it sounds like, like I said, cause obviously I want more for my, a lot more for my career than, but it, I'm so grateful for that experience and, just the, the way it worked out and going on my coach ended up being Volk, who like at the time was one of my all time favorite guys to watch. And like 
I think people could see like style wise, you know what I'm saying? Like I use a lot of the shit he does and it was just, we like, I just, I had such a good coaching staff, man. Like I was already a fan of the Hickman brothers and stuff. Like I got really, like, I was so fortunate for my experience on tough, you know, I'm not saying that some people get bad coaches, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Sweet. I feel like, I feel like the coaches, man, is, is important. I feel like having like good coaches, like I'm sure like when it was the Connor Chandler season, people, those guys were hyped, you know, like having a good coach on that show definitely makes your experience better. I'm sure. Yeah, you know the that season it kind of seemed like a little uh, d- disappointing. To me, I didn't it watch like it. A, you didn't watch it. It seemed like a disappointment, no. bro. When you're going like seven and one, bro, it's just like it kind of. Oh no, I I heard that, but I'm just saying like yeah. going. You're like going into the house. Yeah. Like so, if I'm going into the house right now, like my coaches are Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler. I'm like, oh damn, like all right, these are guys that you know what I'm saying. You're gonna get their staff. You're gonna get the Killcliffe staff. You're gonna get obviously Conor, who's, who's double champion. All this. It I definitely like I had Volk and Ortega, two guys that are like damn. Like obviously, I was kind of preferred Volk, but both like I wouldn't have would have been awesome with either, you know. Yeah. What did you learn from Volk and Oscar? Is there something you took from him? Lesson one. He is he is where he is for a reason, and it's obvious. And the energy, it's just like palpable. Like when you're around him, you realize why he's the best. You know, like it's something that I like. It really you can't fake it, you know. And I feel like it's not that like you have it or you don't. You really got to grow into it. He was a guy that he really. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, at the time believed in me, I'm sure but he still believes in me. But, and I really, uh, especially at the time where I didn't really believe in myself, it helped me grow into where I feel like now where I really believe in myself. And I feel like he had a lot to do with that. And like I said, man, I couldn't be more grateful. I mean, you know, I can only thank God for like, really, like I was put in the right spot with the right uh, coach. And it really worked out for me, you know, because I, I just, his whole game, just the way he looks at the sport, like, he and just the way he trains too like i know how he prepares for fights and i also take that for my fights hell yeah man mitch is it is there anything you want to let uh, your fans know your haters know anyone know before we sign off here man no nah, man no i ain't gonna send no message no haters man i don't get that that shit <laughs> they ain't they ain't in my head bro uh <laughs> man I just always love to my my family my yeah, friends yeah. my you know my support regiment cartel you know, Gregor Bello, you know, begins my sparring every Saturday. You know, guys like Dan Cormier, John Duma, Jeff Joy, of course, always the cartel boys. You know, BTT, getting some working with those guys up in Totten. You know, to be a big thanks to my sponsors, Natural Effects, uh, Fight, Face Off Fight Co. You know, just case signs, Michael Povera, you know, just go out there, you know, get the job done on Saturday, have some fun, you know. It's been too long, so I just want to fight. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'm sure the future's going to be bright. 2024's got some big things coming for you. Mitch, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. And to everyone out there listening, I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.